Hey guys, Pilo here again to kick us off in the studio. I have an 80s fact for you. Did you guys know in Back to the Future when Marty traveled to 1955, he accidentally ran over one of a pair of pine trees in Mr. Peabody's front yard? Mr. Peabody opened up uh, a shotgun, kind of opened up fire on him, thinking Marty was an alien. They crashed into his barn. Subsequently, when Marty returned in 1985, there was only one pine tree illuminated on the sign at the mall. So the mall changed from Twin Pine Mall to Lone Pine Mall. Pilo, Pilo, I, what? I, the, all of that info was, was very good, and I'm sure yeah. people love to hear all of it. But come on, bro. We got to focus. Got a full show tonight. We got we got impending doom with the thunderstorms coming in. We got to get this damn thing on the road. Let's roll. Let's, let's get it. let's get to the show. Welcome to To the Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk. We're recording this on January the 24th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi, here as always with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I am your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. What's up, Bilo? Yo, 80s trivia, baby. That's where it's at. I'm actually trivia. joining today from... Uh... From Jackson up here for work tonight, so a uh, little remote recording tonight, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a great night. Yeah, so we mentioned the weather that's coming through here, and we mentioned the eight, the 80s. Well, the guy that's uh, that's on with us right now uh, has probably had a little bit of that weather already tonight, I would think, and uh, is like a just an expert on the 80s. So uh, without further ado, welcome to the show, Marshant Kenny. Yeah, that's funny. Thanks for that intro. People know me as the middle linebacker with the neck roll from back in the day. But, man, I lived in the 80s. I was an 80s kid, and I've stayed obsessed with it as I get older. And I'm talking about uh, Back to the Future stuff, man. It can't help remind me of Marvin Berry in that movie, who's really one of the true innovators of rock and roll when he called his cousin Chuck, you know, about this new that's sound right. that's on stage. So, you know, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, and then Marty just went just went ape up there. uh with the Johnny Be Good and kicking over speakers and uh, that whole deal, so yeah, but they weren't ready for it yet, though. They their were, kids they weren't ready be, for it, but their kids, their kids, would love it. <laughs> no doubt. Um, well, a little uh, housekeeping before we get to Marchant. Um, uh, so just to let you guys know, we will be locking down a, a title sponsor for the for the show for this upcoming baseball season. Um, so just shoot us a message if you or your business is interested. It's going to be cheap advertising. This is like straight lined uh, directly into the Southern Miss fan base. So if you think that your business could benefit from something like that, um, just DM the show, uh, email us at, at to the top talk uh, or to the top talk at gmail.com and uh, at to the top talk on all the socials. So we can go ahead and get you lined up. Um, so Marchant, man, um, you know, I know that, that, that you have had this idea for a little while. Um, we actually recorded an episode, uh, the linebacker episode was, was just one of the most fun things that I've done. Um, I guess it was, I don't know, right there towards the end of football season. And, um, you know, you've got your own 
uh, I want to say football podcast because I always think of you with football, but this is just going to be your own podcast uh, coming out soon. Uh, tell everybody kind of what that's all about and, and, and when's it get kicked off? Yeah, we had such a blast doing that together with me, TJ Slaughter, Rod Davis, and Gerald McGrath on To the Top Talk last year. I mean, that was just outstanding. You know, we were all camera facing. Uh, you could just feel the, the passion and the love for Southern Miss and respect for each other. And the idea kind of crept in a lot there. And really, the idea got put over the hump for my own show. And we're saying podcast, but technically it's going to be a show. I've even been saying podcast, but we decided to be camera facing. I have a YouTube channel or what have you. But my wife was sitting around listening to me and some old teammates tell stories, stuff she had never heard. She thought she had heard everything, but she was just like, wow, when we were done telling these stories, she's like, you, you need to tell all this stuff. You need to, you know, really get behind the scenes. And it really was showing kind of the why we love Southern Miss so much, you know, why you pilos love Southern Miss so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, bump, why you love Southern Miss so much. So when I talk to the coaches and the players on this show, it'll be more of the why. You know, uh, you know, what makes you so passionate about uh, Southern Miss? What do you love about the fan base of Southern Miss so much? Because to me, pound for pound, there isn't a more passionate fan base. I mean, just get on Twitter and, you know, believe me. So uh, I, I love everything about it. And uh, but my wife really struck with the idea. You need to tell these stories. You need to get behind the scenes more. And um, it won't be as much X's and O's. You guys do a great job of that. Uh, it'll be much more of kind of like storytelling and things like that. And uh, so we'll see how it goes, man. But I'm, I'm pretty excited to do it. It'll launch Tuesday, February 7th. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it, man. The graphics that you've come up with uh, to put out there already are way better than something that I could do. Uh, that's why I had to I had to bring in the, the, the big guns and Pilo to do all of our stuff. <laughs> so anytime you see anything that looks fancy on a To The Top Talk uh, side of things out there on Twitter or, or any kind of social platform, 100% Pilo, not me whatsoever. Um, so, well, shoot, I, I own about five shirts that Patrick Lowry's made, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Absolutely. Speaking of that, we're, we're in the works of uh, some new ones dropping soon, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have uh, some new ones coming out for baseball season, maybe a little basketball mixed in, and just some uh, – I know you guys have kind of seen the new logo and stuff like that, so uh, we'll have some of those new – new uh merch items coming up pretty soon very cool now along with the with the um with the the, the podcast or the uh the showgram or however we want to call it what you're going to be doing <laughs> it's, um starting out. <laughs> it's uh you also have an affinity for the 80s and the 90s and, and you've grown your instagram page over there uh by leaps and bounds um talk a little bit about that man and, and just and and how that's been going for you and and how that might make its way over to your uh, over to your show. Yeah, man. I mean, it'll be a, be a lot of throwback talk, obviously, during my conversations with some coaches, some old school stories. And, yeah, that's funny. You, you talk about that. I just have an affinity for the 80s and 90s entertainment side of things. And I have this Instagram page called at the 80s, 90s guy. And it's got almost 60,000 followers now and a real passionate crew that seems to just love it. And I love it. So it's made a made a lot of fun for me just making clips and videos and memes and it, it's kind of a hobby now and uh but yeah pretty passionate about those decades of entertainment i think they were the two best decades ever and i uh, shoot i played football in them too so maybe the best sports decade ever <laughs> Sixty thousand followers yikes that's uh 
That's pretty incredible. We got some work to do. About. <laughs> we do. We, we, I think we have to. We have to do like increase ours by like tenfold. So, man, yeah. I've been working hard at that page, and I've been pretty blessed that shot up with some followers. So, so, and and we we are going to get into a little bit of this. Well, a lot of this uh, later after after we've taken up all of your time. Um, but you and Angela are are we're on campus. Uh, we're in Hattiesburg this past weekend. You're kind of becoming like just this this power couple for Southern Miss. It's like first and the the, the, the president and first lady of Southern Miss with with how, how much you guys attend events and how noticeable you are. How how um just uh as far as reaching out to the fans and being approachable. You that's just you. I know you, and that's just your personality. But you know, I don't know if you know that. You know, when, when people see forty three come walking up, it's a big deal. Right. It, it's, it's a big deal to those people. So, but, but, but you, you, you guys have been just extremely visible, especially these last few years. And um, number one, thank you for that. But, but number two, like, where does that um, passion kind of come from? Well, I guess it all started. You, you, I've done my story on your show before, you know, uh, my parents passed away when I was younger. I was raised in a boy's home. I had no brothers or sisters. I wasn't the biggest recruit either, but football was everything to me. And uh, several schools passed me over, but you know who didn't pass me over was Southern Miss. And I got a scholarship to go there and it just fit me like a, like a perfectly fitted glove because I had this big chip on my shoulder. Oh, you don't, you don't think I'm good enough to play at your school? Well, well, all these guys around me at Southern Miss had similar vibes. Coach Bauer had that vibe of, oh, okay, SEC, you don't want any of us. I promise you that. And it just, it fit me so perfectly, man. And you know, it really became a family environment for me because of kind of my background. And, you know, I, I gave everything that I could to uh, Southern Miss. I bent pinkies from it, you know, I gave my body, my knees, you know, what have you. And uh, because I was just so passionate about it and the fans were so passionate back to me, they got to know my story and really took to me a lot. And uh, but yeah, 25 years later, man, we just celebrated that 25 year reunion of the 97 team. I, I still get all the love and, and, and just the excitement from everybody and even the coaches from the, the big three have taken to me. You know, Coach Will Hall had me talk to the team before the season. That was super cool at the Rock. You know, Coach Ladner had me talk to his team before the season, which was overly cool. Look what they're doing now. And, you know, I saw Coach Barry and his team before the season and look at the run they had. So just a lot of things are tying together uh, with, with kind of what I've said is a lot of Eagle fever from the eighties feeling again, it just, yeah. it's kicking back in, man. And that passion's kicking back in for me, kicking back in for you two guys. I see you at the, the stadium at the games, you know, going off just like me. And, uh, it just created this whole kind of passion and, and love on why I have, uh, that Southern Miss Eagle fever and, and it'll never leave because to me, it, it was much more of a family environment. Because, uh, like I said, no brothers or sisters the way I was raised. I just had this this chip on my shoulder, and I had Southern Miss. So yeah, Marshan. So you've obviously been inside the lines and and as a player and outside the lines as a fan. And this past weekend, you kind of started seeing those crowds come back to Reed Green Coliseum. Can you talk about uh, maybe ha- like as far as the energy from the fans or from the from the crowd that you got while you're on the playing field uh, compared to what's it like being in the arena or being at the rock um, and being a part of the crowd giving that energy yeah I mean the the best feeling I can ever remember in my life I mean as far as from a playing uh, aspect was the 1997 Liberty Bowl 
I came out before the team as a captain. And, you know, this is before social media. I didn't know how many people were going to be at the game. I thought there'd be quite a few, but I didn't know how many. And when I came out as a captain, I looked up at the stadium. And if you remember the Liberty Bowl, half of it's full. And it's a really high stadium. And, you know, me, I, I was one of the guys that get the crowd pumped up. And I'm just doing this. Everybody's like, it's like a rock concert coming down on me, man. And uh, <laughs> But just that kind of energy, if I could bottle it up and sell, you know, I'd, I'd be a multimillionaire by now. But um but yeah, like Reed Green Coliseum, what I love about that place is the way it's built and the design of it. When it gets packed, it can be the loudest place in America. I went to a game there in 2012 when we played Memphis and fans stormed the court. I mean, it was oh, yeah. packed mm-hmm. the rafters, man. And I, I remember I'm sitting next to Car Shannon and we couldn't even talk to each other half the game. I couldn't hear him. And, yep. uh, but the place can be that loud and you saw it this weekend. Uh, Thursday and um, and Saturday with fans just, you know, above 4,000, not capacity, but that's just the way the place is built. And you can see the team starting to feed off of it. The fans are starting to feed off of it. Coach Cardona is definitely feeding off of it. And uh, <laughs> it's just creating a great environment. To me, you know, football is great. Baseball is great. But to me, a hyped basketball event when things are good, man, it just doesn't get much better than that. It's hard to beat. It's, yeah, it's hard, hard to, to beat. beat. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I've, preach, you know, preach, brother. Um, been trying to tell people that for years, and I tell you what, the last two or three years, uh, doing these basketball updates and trying to tell the new people, like our good buddy Phil, who's never witnessed any of that, right? <laughs> my <laughs> buddy, I know the LSU thing was awesome last year, and it was, it was one of my, the greatest experiences uh, when we uh, in, in the regional when we beat LSU and. Everybody remembers the Liberty Bowl and the TCU game and all that, but it's just something about that little arena. Um, as ugly as it is and as many faults as it has, when there's between four and 6,000 people in there, that all just disappears. It's the best. It <laughs> it's, is. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, so, so well, we've kind of talked about your pod or your showgram, and um, we've kind of talked about the 80s and 90s stuff. I think that Pilo – uh, has some questions for you. Um, Before we jump with, into those, let's, yeah. I don't know if we ever mentioned the name of the podcast, which I think well, is awesome. Well, I appreciate that. I played during a time, you know, that 90, 97 team that they talk about, you know, they say arguably the best team we've ever had. We had four home games, seven on the road, include the bowl game being yep. the eighth one we're not at home. So it was literally, we're winning, we're top 20 consistently during those times from the late 90s, you know, early 2000s. But we're doing a lot of that on the road, man. And uh, so it literally, this concept, this slogan came out that just fit us like a T, anyone, anywhere, anytime. And, um, you know, when I was thinking of name concepts and what have you, I came up with this, came up with that. and, And I was talking with Angela, my wife, and I said, Hey, how does anyone, anywhere, anytime with Marshan Kenny go? And she goes, bingo, boom, that's it. And, Perfect. Uh, you know, I did, did, did obviously my blessings with the university, make sure I can do it. And, and you know, they've given me uh, no negative feedback. Go ahead. So uh, it just felt like a glove because I played during that time, man. And it was a slogan we yep. all rallied behind. Uh, it, yep. it gets into the why, of why we love Southern Miss so much. You know, it was anyone, anywhere, anytime. Yep, exactly what Joe Paul has been preaching is that Southern Miss grit, and that is it. I remember it was my my first induction to Southern Miss, and I remember I just remember going to 
a game as a high school kid and, and the cups in the stadium had anywhere, you know, anyone, anywhere yeah. in, time on it. Like in that, in that, in that font, everybody recognizes. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it was the mantra of, of us. And it just defines uh, who we are and, and who Southern Miss is. So I, I couldn't think of a better name when I, when I saw your graphic out I was like, man, he nailed that. So. Kudos. As, that, as a designer, as somebody who lives in the branding and logo <laughs> world, uh, I was very glad to see that. So, awesome man, you missing you, you mentioned those cups, and I remember walking out of there several games and getting like twenty of them. Yeah, and I have yeah. zero of those cups left. I would give anything to 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 have one of those things back again. Um, yep, man. If if I get some followers, get some merch going, maybe we get some cups going again. How about that? Hey, love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Pilo. Awesome. Yeah, let's let's jump into. We have like some, you know, uh, the, for the you know listeners who have kind of uh, heard some of our new segments and stuff. We want to kind of do this with some of our guests, so we're going to kind of have a rapid fire uh, for Marchant tonight. So I want to hit you with with sticking with the theme of the '80s. We're going to do top three '80s movies from Marchant Kenny. Hit me with All it. Right. Well, top three, number one is so easy. It's just the, the greatest 80s movie of all time in my eyes, and that's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm, uh, number two, one. I got to go Rocky Four. And three, just because of the star power and the impact it made for generations, is uh, The Outsiders. Awesome. That's my top Rocky three. Four, is, I, I'm not, I'm not, I feel bad for even saying Rocky this. Four is the Russian. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I was making right? sure. I'm not, my brother and my dad, big Rocky fans. I just, I never got into it. I love the the montages and the music aspect of it, but I don't know. I think it was, I was a little too young to really get it. I'd probably enjoy it now more, uh, but. Yeah, yeah I was right about there. 10 years old when it came out, and I remember being in the theater seeing it, and um, I remember when Apollo died. I mean, I'm bawling, crying in the movie. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was my favorite character, man. Yeah, love that. Rocky one, awesome. Rocky four, awesome. I'm trying to remember all the other Rockies. I know Mr. T was in one of them. Maybe he was number three. three. Thunderlips, Hulk Hogan. And I, I yeah, not not a huge fan of that one. Um, but but I do know that I like one. I liked four. How many were there? Five. Well, there were five, and then there was a Rocky bout. Well, forget about five. That was terrible. And, uh, and then there was a Rocky Balboa where his uh, opponent was An- Antonio Tarver. Because that was big because Antonio Tarver had just beat Roy Jones. So he's a big deal. And uh, the right. ruined Roy Jones' invincibility. So uh, that was a cool movie. Rocky Balboa was the title. Technically Rocky Six, And then obviously the Creed movies are awesome. I love the new Creed sure. movies. Yeah. Good list, awesome. good list. I, yeah. I, I honestly can't believe that you know you're gonna leave Top Gun out of there. Uh, well, you want to laugh real quick about Top Gun? Did you all see Maverick? Yes. Oh man, and I loved it. P- please don't tell me you're about to like bash this on Maverick. This is sacrilege to say this because Top Gun is is top notch. But Maverick, I came out of that movie saying, "My goodness." Looked at Angela. I said, "Man, I think that's better than Top Gun." I can't believe I'm saying this. It was oh, that. It was, it was, it was that good. So good. Dude, I, yes. I was wondering where you're going for a second. I, I was, was like, really oh, nervous to crush for a minute. Not gonna yes. lie. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I again, I was young. I mean, I was born in '86, so uh, I'm more of a '90s kid. But I still love all things '80s. 
But well, when, well, real quick, when, the greatest movie of all time is 1990 Goodfellas. I mean, period. End of story. I, I, I yes. want to see your arguments. Goodfellas. Right. That's me. But that that intro to Top Gun with that music and those oh, yeah, yeah. and that that the 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 text on there about the elite fighters and the program and and then that sunset and then when 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 Maverick started out the same way I like lost it I'm like losing oh. it in in the theater me and Lisa went and saw it and oh my gosh what an chill incredible bumps. movie chill bumps yep yeah okay that's the movie part of it is there a uh yeah is there so a song uh, part of this Iggy telling off of uh movies we got to go top three 80s rock anthems well, um, don't forget me when I'm gone by Glass Tiger. Same old situation, Motley Crue. And then the third one might get some arguments, might get some comments. I don't know. People yeah. love it. People hate it. But uh, we built this city by Starship. I love that oh. song. <laughs> Dude, I love some Starship. I love that song. <laughs> that's great. Wow. Yeah, that's... um. Although I'm a you little know, hurt there's no journey in there. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a big but, journey guy. I love well, well, I'm also three. I just, you know, these are just three of my I favorite. Know, three is hard. So, are. so, so Africa, Toto. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, well, that, well, that wait, make... no, no, you said rock anthems, the greatest song, okay, of all time, which is okay. more like yacht rock, kind of soft rock, <laughs> is Africa by Toto. No, that's the greatest song of all time. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, hopefully die one day, go to heaven. That is the little Africa by Toto is going in the background, man. <laughs> that's a, that's a gorgeous song. Yeah. That's a special honorable mention. Special. Hey, I, hey, I, I, I got a, I got a question for you. Um, and and Pilo mentioned Journey a minute ago. So let's just say one of these bands stays forever, and the other one never existed. No, oh, geez. Which one you taking? REO Speedwagon or Journey? Stays forever would be Journey. It's just that they made too much of an impact. And then Ario Speedwagon the other way. I mean, Journey just, you know, they, they just have anthems, man. That people a world have. without Steve Perry, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> arguably the greatest voice of all time. Arguably, I'll listen, Agreed. I'll listen to that argument. Hey, hey, what about, and I know we all have, you don't, nobody really listens to terrestrial radio that much anymore, but um, is there one, what's the one song? You've already mentioned Africa, but what's the one song that comes on a radio? Like if you're pulling up to a, to a stop for, for getting out to go to the gym or the grocery store or, or just coming home for the day, and this song comes on the radio, you can't get out of the car until that song's over. Ooh. Does it have to be on the radio? Because it's not radio played enough. But, you know, sometimes you'll hear it if you flip around enough, but Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys, that's – the greatest mm. of all time. Like, I mean, I, I can't get enough of it. I mean, if it's ever on, my, my son knows the lyrics. He's 13. <laughs> it's just, Love if that. that ever comes on, just forget about it. I'm in the zone. So, mentioning the Beastie Boys, uh, my six-year-old um, plays soccer. He plays soccer and baseball. But um, So, we started listening to, to get him pumped up, headed to the soccer fields. He wanted to hear uh, the Beastie Boys fight for your right. And the reason is, <laughs> at the very beginning of that song, they hit the chord, and then he goes, 
kick it. And that's what you're going to do on the soccer field. He's like, Dad, play that kick it song. So we started doing that. Um, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It goes, um, it goes to the uh, re- rebellious teen song from the 80s to the soccer song now. Okay, I get it. Yes, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's, that's the, the world song. that we're living in. Hey, I got I got one more question for you, Marshan. Pilo, I don't know if you got anything else, but um, I did have this one written down here. And this doesn't have to be 80s or 90s, but um, all of us have known to frequent, um, you know, bars and late night establishments. So, what's your go-to karaoke song? Mm. Ooh, if I I don't karaoke enough, but if I had to karaoke, it'd probably be Ice Ice Baby. It just gets the crowd going. Man. Love it. It's, you know that. Love that, it. And the crowd's yours. They're yours. True story. I actually did karaoke on a cruise ship and it was journey. It was don't stop believing journey yeah, in front I mean, of like 500 go. people. And it was awesome. <laughs> hey, video or it didn't happen. I know this was like early, like uh flip phone days of video when I was in college. So <laughs> there's probably something out there. I think uh, maybe Samantha McCain that works with uh, Toby Barker's office. She might have a video. I know she was there. A very uh, embarrassing story of myself and our good buddy Kirk Overby. We were on Bourbon Street, probably for some Southern Miss Tulane game. And we're at the Cat's Meow. And the next thing I know, they come over to loudspeaker and they say, All right, next up, uh, I think I was, they might have called me Bump. They said, Bump and Captain Kirk. I was like, What? What are we doing? And Kirk's like, Come on, man. Let's go up here. We get up there and he has picked Paradise City. Nah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Paradise City, but it's pretty easy at the beginning. Everybody's, you know, what, you know, and, and, and then it gets into the fast stuff. And I didn't know any of the lyrics and we lasted about a minute before they cut us off. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it was pretty hilarious. Um, but anyway, man, look, so back to your podcast, uh, right here before you go, just tell people again, like, you know, when's it going to start? Um, the, the anyone here, anywhere, anytime is going to be the name. I know that, that uh, you've got some guests already lined up, but hit people again with where they can find this. And do you have a, do you have social pages set up for it? Do they just follow Marchant Kenny? How's that? How do, does all that work? Yeah. Like I said, we want to give it some time to do it right. So Tuesday, February 7th will be the release of it on numerous platforms. I mean, the goal is like a, obviously YouTube, because I will be camera facing in the interviews you'll be seeing us. So on the YouTube, but obviously the YouTube, listen to me, on YouTube, and then it'll also be launched to Spotify, you know, uh, hopefully to Apple, uh, SoundCloud, what have you. But I, I promise everyone, uh, once it's launched, the links will be there to make it easy and click away. Uh, you'll, you'll see where it's at. But I'm, I'm slowly, you know, giving announcements for it. So uh, to make it easy on everyone. And, um, I, and hopefully you love the first guest because it just made too much sense to not have Coach Bauer on for me. And um, I'm truly honored to talk about him and I'm looking up some of his stories doing my homework before that, making sure I uh, get it <laughs> right for him. He's, he's got a colorful history. Well, looking forward to it, man. And, um, you know, there he goes. The wonderful, uh, Marshan Kenny. Thanks 43. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I love listening to you all the time. So Southern Miss to the top. That's right. To the top. All right. Wow. Marshant Kenny, if you need him, huh? Um, yeah, always great. Awesome. I mean, it, it, it wasn't his first time to come on. And, and uh, some of those things, if you've listened to the show for a while, you might have 
heard before, um, but I can't get enough of it. You know, I still got to pinch myself that, you know, this guy, like, <laughs> I think he calls me up, you know, like, like I'm a regular person. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm on that yeah, level. It's really weird because, <laughs> you know, like Lisa and I started dating and I remember going over to her parents' house for the first time and on the wall is that Liberty Bowl, uh, you know, painting that everybody has. Yeah. Marshan's butt. Him, yeah, you see him kind of tackling yeah. the guy. And now we're like <laughs> on a podcast with him, which is just mind blowing to me. Uh, so cool. Yeah. So, uh, so let's just get right back into the rest of the show. So, so what happened since the last time that we recorded? Um, men's and women's teams played some Sun Belt hoops. Uh, baseball polls started to come out. Uh, and we we're going to get into that a little bit. Sunbelt announces that beach volleyball is coming the spring of 2023, so not too far away. And there was also some movement on the Southern Miss uh, football roster dealing with some current and former players. We'll talk about all of that as well. But uh, back by popular demand, Foodie Talk with Pilo. Pilo, what's your take today? Well, today's not going to be quite the hot take as uh, um, a public bashing of Raisin Cane's and their conspiracy to take over the world with charging sauce. But uh, today we're going to keep it a little calmer, but uh, had the cool opportunity to meet uh, Nelson Haskin. Sure. Uh, I hope I said that right. And uh, if you guys don't know him, he's the mastermind behind uh, Hattiesburgers, Blue Jazz, Nelly's uh, Chicken and Daiquiri's. Uh, Met him with our good friend, uh, downtown legend, Harry Goff. And uh, fun fact, Harry and my dad actually worked together uh, down in Pascagoula uh, for several years at Chevron. Uh, so I'd kind of known him just through my dad. And now we, you know, see him all the time at games. And uh, we're frequenting uh, Nelson's restaurants down there and see him. Seems like every time I'm in Hattiesburgers, I always bump into uh, bump into Harry. But anyway, I just kind of wanted to focus today's foodie talk on the exciting things that Nelson brings uh, to the downtown scene and give him a shout out for his newest venture, Bourbon on Front. I know that mm -hmm. uh, steak joint, yeah, former 206 Front location, um, and I know they kind of had started to do some events there. I think I saw an image on social media with Coach Barry there, and they were doing. Um, an event there and I know they did something for new years. And so I think it's probably, you know, getting the kinks and everything, some soft openings and stuff like that. So, uh, Nelson, if you ever want to invite some, uh, some of the two, uh, you know, to the top talk guys, uh, hint, hint, I'm always down for a special tasting or anything we're going to do with that. But anyway, yeah. uh, I know it's going to be an awesome free. place. Uh, you know, if you remember 206 front and had a, pretty legit upstairs kind of area. And I know they're going to have like that bourbon bar up there from what I've read and kind of seen and downstairs going to have uh, steaks and seafood, you know, it's going to be excellent. So uh, I know they have a Facebook page uh, bourbon on front, I think is what you can search for. If you want some more information and uh, see some behind the scenes and then they're starting to put out some videos and different things of some stuff happening and decor and stuff like that. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I would definitely give them a, give them a look and uh that's, that's kind of where i wanted to go i mean it's it's kind of become like i said those three restaurants blue jazz nelly's and hasburgers have kind of is really made our way into our rotation of places and i don't think there's been a weekend 
for a while that we haven't hit one of those places. Uh, so if you're looking for something different, maybe in Hattiesburg, you want to try something local, definitely give them a, give them a try. No doubt. Uh, so d- have you heard Nelson's uh, nickname that's been rolling around the last, uh, is, since he's gotten into these businesses? No. So he is affectionately referred to as the Wolf of Front Street. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That should that should be a podcast. The the Wolf of Front Street, and we should just it go should up and be. down. Yeah, that or should at be least a, a t-shirt. Yeah. Ooh, I know a guy. I know a guy. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you mentioned Nelson. Uh, Nelson's birthday uh, was this week, so oh, if you cool. see Nelson, tell him a uh, happy birthday or happy late birthday or, you know. Give me some chicken tenders or whatever you want to tell That's him. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I've always things, heard so, about him, yeah. and I was, it was so cool in the, you know, mm-hmm. the game uh, Saturday to get to meet him. And Yeah, uh, no, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. All awesome. right, so you, you mentioned the game. Um, let's let's talk a little basketball. Let's do it. Uh, Southern Miss men, 17-4, and 6-2 and two on the season. Goodness gracious, who in the world saw that coming? <laughs> um, I'm still pitching myself. Uh, yeah, it's it's just weird. It looks awesome. Uh, I I don't know what's it gonna take. To, I, I, and what I'm about to say, I hope doesn't jinx us, but we can re- literally or realistically talk about Southern Miss possibly being ranked uh, here pretty soon. I mean, what else do you got to do? Seventeen and four, six and two. Um, I've looked yep. at the rankings. There's you know there's teams with five, six, seven losses in there, and and I know that we're coming out of nowhere, and it's gonna take more for us to do it. I get all that, but. We're also starting point, to I mean, kind of I mean, accumulate some good wins too. I mean, obviously, a win. yeah. At some point, you know, us and Marshall, for that matter, right. um, yeah, they're kind of sure. in the same boat. So, anyway, so we had two games this week: South Alabama and James Madison. First of which, South Alabama game, we won this game, seventy-six to seventy-two. Uh, biggest crowd of the year and of the Jay Ladner era came in at four thousand one hundred twenty-eight fans that attended. That actually won me fifty dollars. <laughs> we did a uh, on our text thread. Uh, I don't think you jumped in on this, Pilo. But no, I did. Uh, I missed this. Yeah, yeah. So on our text thread, I just said, "Look, let's close to the hole." Uh, how many in attendance today? And um, eleven people jumped in. So I my guess was four thousand fifty-two. So I think that was seventy-six people away, and and uh, there was a couple that were a couple hundred away. There's a couple that are a couple thousand away. I'm like, hey, dude, you know, why are you trying to bring us down? But uh, anyway. <laughs> Hopefully in the wrong so, direction. Yeah, yeah, but it was. It was in the wrong direction. And Cooper came in. I'm not even going to talk about his. I, I didn't even submit it. It was like 1,000 something. I'm like, I don't even know if you know what basketball on, is at this point. Come on. But um, so about this game, uh, Austin Crowley, he, he, he got us going early, um, scoring eight of the first ten points. Uh, the, the big thing was Nefty came back, right? Neftali Alvarez is back. Uh, he got a, kind of a standing ovation right there yep. when he checked in at the table. You got some great video of it and put it up on the To The Top Talk um, socials. It was it was very cool. I wish it would have lasted a little bit longer. But I realize he's just checking into a game. But, you know, we've been waiting to see him for so long, and, and here he comes. Um so how did the game go? Uh, well, Southern Miss trailed at halftime, thirty-seven to thirty-three, but I think we all still kind of felt good about it. Yeah. And 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 we, it was it was a good thing that we did because we outscored the Jaguars forty-three to thirty-five in the second half to come away with the W. Four Golden Eagles ended up in double figures for the game. Curly left led all scores with twenty-five points and added in, added in five assists. Hase 
18 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds, and 2 blocks. That's a hell of a game. Jeez. Pinckney went 8-6, and six, just continues to be just as efficient, as efficient as you can. Yeah, 18-6. and six. I mean, just you can pencil him in, 18-6, and yeah. six, you know? Um, Danajay Harris, 11-9. and nine. He's He's got that little floater that from like 6 or 8 feet that I don't think he can miss. It, it, I don't think there's uh, a person in the country that can block that shot. No, it's his it's his go to he, and he's, so he's already he's long so and kinda lanky and, and then mm-hmm. he just elevates so high and releases it up at the top and I don't that, that ball's impossible to block. It's right. And he's got it down such good touch. Yeah, and, and Nefty, like we said, uh he came in, played eleven minutes. Didn't expect him to come back and play like thirty eight minutes or anything, you know, but you right. you wanted to come in and you wanted to see him make some quick moves. That, that's his thing, is how quick he is and he's got Tremendous basketball IQ and can see the floor and all that, but his big deal is just how, so how damn quick he is. So coming off yep. coming off coming off of a foot thing, uh, you wanted to see some of that, and, and we did. Um, another positive from the game was Sutterman. Sutter Miss went 19 of 21 from the foul line. That's incredible. Uh, on the flip side of that, um, uh, South goes uh, 13 of 19, and the Eagles win by four. So you can. Uh, possibly chalk a little bit of that victory up to what we did at the foul line. Yep. And I just wanted to point out that at one point, Coach Ladner called a set play, and he's been doing this since they got here, but he called a set play at the end of the game out of a timeout with a few minutes remaining. The play was for Hase under the basket. Um, it, it, I don't know enough about basketball to say exactly what all happened, but I could tell yep. it was all structured. And he ended up with the ball right up under the basket, maybe the play of the game. And I think there was a screen down low with Pinkney maybe to yeah. free up Hase to make that shot. It was a brilliant, uh, you know, the, the game was tight there. That play gave us the lead, and then we get a stop and get another basket and then get up and kind of sealed the deal. Yeah, but I mean, very exciting game the whole way through. Uh, at one point, I know Pinkney had a dunk on a uh, on a putback, and then immediately after that, Crowley got a steal and yep. took it all the way to the house. Uh, it really got the crowd going. Um, and then I also remember a huge play where Hase had a big block on the Jaguar center. And um, anyway, just, it's just the entire game was just was was. You know, I, I'm kind of glad it didn't go as long as a football game because I would have had nothing left <laughs> to give. Absolutely, it, 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 it was that fun. Uh, so the Golden Eagles win that game, and we move on to the Saturday affair versus James Madison. And James Madison, yeah, I was way nervous. And, and yep. we actually we came out and, and kind of just handled it the entire time. Um, we win this game 83-70. to 70, And honestly, it could have been a little bit worse. James Madison, to their credit, had a few runs yep. uh, that got them back within, I guess, striking distance, like, you know, seven, eight points. Um, but for most of the game, Southern Miss pretty much had control over it. Uh, the point spread for this game was only one point. Um James Madison came in averaging more per game than any other team in the Sun Belt. And we had that great crowd for the Thursday game. This crowd was even better. This crowd came in at 4,318 people. So it just continues to grow. Um, Pinkney, we said you could probably pencil him in for 18 and 6. Well, he goes 28, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Um, so <laughs> so happy for that guy. Crowley added like that's 14. efficient, right? Yes, very efficient, very efficient. Um, Crowley added in 14 points. Harris, 10 points again. Um, 
uh, Donovan Ivory came in uh, with eight. And, and, you know, I love so many guys on this team. I, I really have kind of latched on to Donovan Ivory. Like, he, he's just I, – I like him when he comes in. I, I just like his yep. whole thing. Um, and I like it that he's the sixth man. Um, that he could de- – he's definitely got the ability to start, not only for our team but for a lot of teams. But he digs that sixth man thing. And when you need – uh, anything when somebody needs a break, when you need uh, just a, an infusion of offense, or whatever it is, he, he yep. can guard the other guy, the other team's best player if he needs to. I like that guy. He only played ten minutes, but he came in, scored eight points in those ten minutes, right? So yeah, I thought that yeah. was phenomenal. Um, I always, I always say with him, once he gets that first basket, watch out. And literally, no it happened on Saturday. He got the basket, and then he's. And then he scores six more points in like two and a half minutes. It was crazy. That yeah, guy, he starts feeling it. So streaky, but man, he is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hase added nine points, four rebounds, four assists, a block, and a steal. Um, so get this: uh, twenty uh, Sutter missed with twenty-three assists. That was the most this season, and ten steals. Uh, just overall, just like I said, electric atmosphere. Um, yep. Just love the way that building comes off sounding most of the time. Uh, Nefty, we mentioned him, but he's a big part of that electricity. Just unbelievable at passing the ball, handling the ball. He's great. And I don't want to diminish what Mo Arnold has done so far this year in his absence. Because he is, where the hell would we be right now without Mo, right? No, I (laughs) I mean, um, and and so. But even um, in those moments, Mo has been so good defensively. mm -hmm guarding mm-hmm. those guards. I mean, with he and Nefty in there at the same time, if if you're not heavy on, you know, you don't have two really talented guards, you're going to struggle. And we saw that on Saturday. I mean, late in that game, they were just relentless. And turnover mm-hmm. and quick bucket transition, and then the roof blows off the place. No doubt. And as far as um... – you know, that that did have a lot to do with our win. But get these stats right here. So, Southern Miss shoots 57.14% from the floor in the first half. Wow. And you think that's pretty good, right? Right. Uh, so, we go 64% in the second half for a total of 60.4% for the game. You're not going to lose a whole lot of games when you do that. Uh, went 6 of 3, it was 6 of 13 from three-point range and 13 of 19 from the foul line. Yeah. So, really um, – just kind of uh, just 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 threw it in from everywhere all night. Yeah, long. I mean, you and, shoot sixty percent and have twenty three assists and ten and ten steals. I don't think you're going to lose a lot of basketball games doing that. Nope, not at all. Uh, Patrick, why don't you get us caught up on what's up next for the Golden Eagles? Yeah, so the we uh, up next with a four game uh, home stretch continues. Two down, two to go, and. Uh, so we have Arkansas State coming in Thursday, January 26th, uh, 7 p.m. And then Saturday we host uh, Texas State uh, at Reed Green on the 28th at 2 p.m. Both of those will be on uh, the ESPN Plus broadcast. But if you're anywhere close to Hattiesburg, highly encourage you to experience Reed Green because it is – it like we said multiple times over the last couple of weeks, but man, these last two have been special and starting to kind of have those memories of flashbacks of special moments in Reed Green and we're you know the magic is back and and I know if you listen to Coach Ladner's post game, uh, talked about 
Eagle Fever and 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 all that kind of stuff and and the stuff that happened, you know, in in the eighties and nineties. And uh, man, it's it's something to see. So I would highly encourage everybody if you're around or it's an easy day trip on a Saturday. If you can't make Thursday night, I understand, but, uh, you know, come out to Reed green on Tuesday. Oh no, I'm sorry. On Saturday and at 2 PM. And, uh, it's going to be a fun time. I promise you that. So speaking of those games, we have, uh, there's, there's a certain follow on Twitter that, um, that everybody should follow. Um, mm-hmm. It's at USM underscore stats underscore info. Um, I just call him stats guy. <laughs> and, right. um, and, and he is, he is, I asked, I reached out to him saying, Hey, if you'd ever like to send anything our way, we'd be happy to give you credit for it. Well, oh my, did he? <laughs> so so all of this stuff that, that I'm about to read, I'm going to take a sip of this uh, fine uh, Southern pecan by lazy Magnolia beer real quick. Solid. And, and I am just going to, uh, to get right into this. So this is, uh, I'm going to call this Sutter Miss Stat Time, brought to you by USM Stats and Info on Twitter. Uh, so a couple odds and ends for men's upcoming games at A-State and Texas State. Um, both are last in scoring for conference-only games, ASU with 60, at 61.9 points, TSU at 59.4 points. Uh, conversely, USM is at fourth and 70.8 points per game. Mm-hmm. And by the way, all of these stats, you can do one of two things. You can either feel like you're a lot smarter when you're sitting at the bar uh, talking to people, or you might can go to the coast and get down. Who knows? But uh, take it for what you uh, – take it take it as you will. Um, so even though Texas State is 13th in scoring offense, they're allowing the fewest amounts of points in Sunbelt play, allowing oh, wow. just 61.5 points per game. So Saturday could be a low-scoring affair all around. So if you're headed to the boats, take the under. Um, and if you lose, you know, it's completely not my fault at all. You can blame stats. Um so in this has been a historic season for Southern Miss so far, uh, just in the win loss column. Mm-hmm. Specifically at home. So let's look at what are the best home starts in school history. Um, we went fifteen and zero in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, thirteen and zero in nineteen fifty two and nineteen fifty three, twelve and zero in fifty nine and sixty, twelve and zero in eighty seven and eighty eight. And 89-90, but both lost home game number 13. 11-0 and 63-64, and 67-68. We've been 10-0 several times. The point is, um, we're still undefeated this year, and we're going to hope to add to that total. Um, there's only been two undefeated seasons in in, in Southern Miss history since Reed Green opened in 1965-66. Those two seasons were 11-12 and 12 and 1967 and 1968. Um, then in 2014, went 15-0, but those were vacated, right? So, anyway, they're fun. I was there. You were there, but apparently they don't count. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, 
In Sun Belt Conference play, only game uh, in Sun Belt Conference only games, USM is uh, third in attendance at 3,726 fans per game. Marshall is second with 4,807, so almost impossible to catch them considering they are tied for first in standings. So their attendance should stay steady or improve similar to us. Uh, even though we're in a three-way tie for first place, we're technically in third as we lost a head-to-head with the other two, Marshall and Louisiana. Both those are on the road. And we do have Louisiana coming here. We do not get Marshall again. So, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anyway, and th- there are still just a ton more on here. Um, but I think I'm just going to leave it at that, and maybe I can uh, pick up some of these. Maybe as the episode goes. But this guy, you guys, um, all that stuff I just read is probably a third of what he sent over. <laughs> and he said it all over in like 10 minutes. It's like he's just got it in the holster, like ready to fire. So um, <laughs> so it. go follow Southern Miss Stats. Uh, uh, again, it's at USM underscore stats underscore info. And he will be able to um, make you a lot smarter and maybe make you a little bit of money. You never know. Pilo, I've talked for enough time. Do you want to get us caught up on the Lady Eagles? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Lady Eagles sitting at thirteen and six, six and two in conference. Uh, so they obviously played two games as well. They uh, kicked it off last week with App State. We won seventy five sixty eight. Uh, Lady Eagles pretty much led throughout. Uh, lead changed only four times during the game, so pretty dominant on that side. Another big third quarter, outscoring uh, App State twenty to twelve, and it helped kind of obviously lead the Lady Eagles to victory. Uh, man, I'm gonna stumble through some of these names. Malaya Grayson, hopefully that's right. What a day! Twenty six points, fifteen rebounds, and a block. Uh, Jacoria Bracey with 12.6 rebounds. Dominique Davis doing Dominique Davis things. 11.7 rebounds, three steals, four assists. Uh, and Laney Cornfield with a nice line, six points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals in just 20 minutes. So, um, solid win there. Next one, uh, man, heartbreaker. Um, Oh, we were watching. I was watching this. Uh, so we, we played Marshall and uh, lost a heartbreaker, fifty three, fifty two. So I was watching this game, getting ready for you know the men's game, and so I left. Uh, I think I left right around the start of the fourth quarter. But anyway, uh, it was tight then. So I you know I knew that it was going to be a close one. Seven point uh, Lady Eagle lead at the half. Uh, Dom Davis with a with a big game, eighteen point six rebounds. Uh, Malaya Grayson eight points, eight rebounds. Southern misled for the entirety of the game until the fourth quarter, where Marshall uh, went off. Uh, kind of sounds familiar to what happened. Uh, yeah, pretty much. The men's game that kind of happened to us, kind of hit a, a buzzsaw there. They opened the fourth uh, with nineteen straight and hung on. In the end, despite Dominique scoring nine of her 18 points in the fourth quarter. So, tough one there. You hate to lose, especially on the road like that. It would be huge to pick up that game. But, you know, the Lady Eagles are going to bounce back. So, uh, next next up for them, they're at Arkansas State, uh, Thursday the 26th at 6 p.m. And at Texas State on Saturday the 28th at 4 p.m. And both of those will be on ESPN+. Plus. Isn't that nice? Very cool. 
yes. not on gas station oh, TV. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's very nice to say. I mean, I'm really glad I hadn't messed up the whole uh, dropping the CUSA blast again like I did before. Oh, yeah. Um, well. So as far as the Sunbelt standings go, uh, the men, uh, like like we mentioned in the segment there, uh, Marshall, Southern Miss, and Louisiana atop the men's side at 6-2, and two, followed by Troy, Georgia Southern, and Louisiana Monroe, which is kind of a surprise, at 5-3. and three. Uh, James Madison Coastal and App all at 4-4, four and four, and the rest of the teams in the league all have losing records. So once they don't have one of those, we'll mention them. Uh, on the women's side, James Madison still kicking ass. Seven and one, uh, Southern Miss and Troy both sit at six and two. Georgia Southern, Texas State, Old Dominion, Louisiana, all at five and three. Coastal and App four and four. The rest of them have losing records. All right, <clears throat> we're close enough to it. We can we, we we can start talking about this now. We're all looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm I'm really glad that I am looking forward to it. But I'm not like it's already baseball season because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of no. the last few years that's. You know, after like a month of basketball, you're like, damn it. We suck again. When's yep. baseball start? We know we kick ass at that. So anyway, but the good thing is we're doing great at everything. So wonderful. Yeah. So so let's talk about some baseball, man. Let's do it. Um, Sutter Miss last year came in 11th in the nation for total attendance at 182,810 total. That comes to an average of 4,687 per game. Wow. Um, this Special. week, yeah, Justin Storm, not Luke Storm, Justin Storm and Danny Lynch uh, have been chosen as captains for the 2023 season. Very well deserved for both of those guys. And I looked up a lot of these polls. I thought I saw one poll where ranked like eighth in the country. Maybe I'm, maybe I, I looked at it wrong. Anyway, um, the polls that I have, we are ranked uh, 18th in the D1 baseball preseason poll, 25th in the perfect game, but. They also listed Storm as his first name being Luke Storm. Um, he was listed as an impact player, so I don't know. That, that, that your credibility is, is pretty much shot uh, when you can't get the dude's game. name right. Um, we are 18th in the NCAA poll and 19th in Baseball America. So, you know, there's part of me that that likes it when we get the shaft. Yeah. We're like what? We're not in the top twenty-five. Oh well, hell no, you know. But and then we have to win like our first ten games to even sniff it. Yeah, and... yeah, you, yeah. You got to go like eighteen and zero, and you're like, seriously, twenty-second? What's up? But um, <laughs> but uh, but but no, it, it is nice to get some recognition and and well, hell, you know, this is twenty twenty-five years straight of pretty damn good baseball. So maybe we're doing like that Gonzaga thing, where uh, for the longest time Gonzaga in, in, in basketball. People are like it's a it's a it's a system it's a it's a fluke they don't play in a good league they don't play anybody and after like twenty years you're like okay they're pretty good <laughs> you know right. so maybe yeah. maybe we're getting um maybe winning maybe, thirty maybe, games every year you are pretty good yeah forty games forty games right oh with the well, I'm just saying in basketball yeah. you know yeah right um so uh and dude we are gonna do some mailbag stuff. But we have gone on for, I think, quite a while. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I do want to mention that, that Eric Hook, um, Steve Farmer, and Matt Rockwell all had some great ideas. F- Farmer even had an idea about us getting different kinds of beers and tasting them on the air, which I'm all for. So if anybody has beer they want to give us or um, 
or a brewery that you would like us to come do a show at or anything? Um, it didn't take so much proud. to get to, to, to so get uh, Pedro and I. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get us there. Um, so those, those are very good ideas. And um, and, and, and well, in in one of the others, I think it was Eric um, had mentioned something about trying to get some updates on Reed Green Coliseum. You know what are we gonna do? We've been listening to this with this, the penny tax thing for the longest time. It seems like the information was very forthcoming for a while. But it's always, hey, when we get done with it, you're not going to recognize the place. And I get that. But that was the same thing I heard like over two years ago. So, um, Eric, we, we're trying. We're, we're putting it out there. We're emailing people. We're calling people. Um, we're trying to get some sort of uh, idea as to a timetable. As soon as for... we know something, you will know something. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. And to this point, it's pretty much uh, thanks for calling and then crickets. So, <laughs> but, 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 but we're on it as much as we can be. Um, don't forget about the to the top talk tour, which is our annual golf tournament. This will be the third year of this thing. Um, Chad Dickens and Matt Rockwell, it's kind of Matt's idea. And then Chad just took it and has just gone above and beyond. It's amazing what this guy does with this tournament. I somehow end up getting some credit for it. I don't know how. Uh, I, I don't. All I do is show up and play. Chad is the mastermind behind the entire thing. But if you want to, uh, if you, if you think you might want to play on this, uh, email us at, at to the top talk at gmail com, and um, and I will email you back and let you know all the stuff. But it is going to be at Timberton Golf Course. It is going to be April twenty first and twenty second. It is a Ryder Cup style event. If you got a partner you want to play with, that's even better. Make sure you send us some some handicaps that are, you know, not lies. Uh, that'll help us out as far as because you make it. And, and the thing is, like you know, it's, some tournaments you want to sandbag a little bit, and I kind of get that. But with this one being a Ryder Cup style, it's going to have a black a black team and a gold team, and I'm not going to be able. I, I, it's hard to pair you against somebody else of a similar skill level. If you tell me you're a 19 and you come out and you're a four, you know, so don't do that. Don't be that guy. Nobody likes that guy. Uh, we're going to cap it at 40 players this year. Um, so if you want in, now is the time. All the proceeds. When I say all, it's not like some go to us. None go to us. All yep. the proceeds go to Southern Miss Golf. So um, it, we, we've grown that uh, year over year, and hopefully we can grow it yet again. So just a, before we get to shout-outs, uh, there, there are a couple other Southern Miss-related uh, news that I saw this week. I wanted to... Get out there. Uh, number one, Kohler. Uh, it was announced that Kohler, who has a plant in Hattiesburg, um, that they are a new signing partner with Southern Miss. So awesome. that's great. Wh- whoever's getting out there uh, selling those things, just just keep on keep them crawling in, man. Keep them crawling in. We need all we can get. Thanks to Kohler. Uh, go buy some Kohler stuff. Be like Kohler if you did. What? <laughs> um, Man, how did I know that was coming? I started laughing before you ever said it. That's amazing. <laughs> I said the word uh, Kohler like six times, and I'm just a child. So that's what happens. Um, Southern Miss Beach Volley- Sunbelt Beach Volleyball coming this spring. Yep. This is kind of weird, but sometimes with these different sports, you get different teams. Like in, in Conference USA, we had like South Carolina playing in our soccer division or something. Anyway, right. uh, so the team's announced for this Sunbelt Beach Volleyball uh, season are Stephen F. Austin, College of Charleston, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, 
Southern Miss, Louisiana Monroe, and UNC Wilmington. Nice. Always like getting out and catching a little. And yeah, if you haven't been to the Southern Miss Beach Volleyball facility, man, what a nice place. Uh, it was, I guess it was during baseball season last year. They had a couple of matches, you know, before some baseball games started and caught a couple of matches out there. It's pretty chill. You can bring like a folding chair that you were going to bring out to the roost, uh, kind of plop it down and, you know, it's shaded. It's nice. Uh, it was a good time and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of, it's very kind of casual. So if you are kind of in town and, and we're playing at home, I would definitely encourage you to go out and check it out. How long does a volleyball match last? Uh, you know, with beach, it's it's two people, obviously, two versus two in the sand. Um, and I think they play best of three, maybe. So you got to win two, and then they mm-hmm. it's kind of that rally style to 25. So, I mean, if you win the first two, it can be over pretty quickly uh, as far as that match. But then you have... I think five players seated, you know, your ones, your twos, all the way down to five. And I think you have to win the majority of those to kind of win the whole match. I think that's how that goes. Um, so, I mean, it can let you can, you know, it can go pretty quickly. The matches itself, you know, getting to that three number, if you win the first two, I mean, it can be over as quickly as 30 minutes, maybe um, 20, 30 minutes. Uh and then a match is probably, you know, a good hour, hour and a half, I would imagine, um, you know, once those ones, twos. Because I think there's maybe four courts, maybe, maybe six. I could be wrong. Um, so, there's you know, there's multiple games going all at once. So, you have your ones on a court, your twos on a court. So, <laughs> lot, there's lots of action. So, it's not like, uh, you know, in – uh, I think they call it court volleyball. Uh, you just have one game going on. This is lots of games happening all at the same time. So it's a lot of action, and uh, it's a good time. A lot of action. I like it. Um, in other news, uh, former Southern Miss quarterback Ty Keyes announced he is headed to East Mississippi Community College. This is kind of weird because I think he also announced that he was going to Syracuse. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. It looks like he's going to East Mississippi. Um, I can't understand these cryptic tweets these days. Um, maybe I just don't right. understand what I'm looking at. Is it? I hear is the it, thunder rolling in behind us. Lyrics? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're uh, all cryptic. Yeah, so so, but I mean, hey, best of luck to Ty. I yeah. liked him. You know, I thought he was great. I thought he's got an incredibly high ceiling. He's just got to learn how to stay healthy, man. If he can do that, then no matter where he goes, whether it's JUCO or you know uh, Syracuse or ends up, who knows. Ends up back at Southern Miss. I don't. It seems like that might not happen, <laughs> but uh, but but the, the fact remains he's talented as as anybody that that we've had in quite some Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Wish him all the luck uh, wherever he ends up. Um, and on kind of a sour note for me, uh, Janari Dean uh, retiring from football. It seems. Um, and I guess it's possible that I could be reading too much into that too. I don't think that I am. Um, I know he had some some uh, some issues this year, concussion wise, and uh, and I believe he has uh, one or two children. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you if you've gone down that road and you're close to graduating, and I mean, just at some point that if you have to make that decision, I know it can't be easy. Um, but again, we'd like to wish Janari uh, all all the best, and 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 you know that's why you get that degree, man. Uh, football doesn't last forever, so. 
hopefully he uh, he makes it all work for himself and for his family. Yep. And man, that's gonna lead us to shout outs. Uh, Pilo, do you have any shout outs? Yeah, uh, obviously want to lead off with Marchant, man, having him on the show and, and getting to hear his stories, no matter mm-hmm. uh, how many times I've heard it. I, I love hearing him speak and love the passion and energy he has for Southern Miss. Uh, so obviously, thanks for coming on and, and, man, looking forward to his show. Another one, uh, Brett Watkins. So I work with him at Horn. Uh, I actually talked to him today, uh, kind of passed by. He's a Southern Miss guy. Uh, up in Jackson, which is rare. Uh, and so, uh, you know, anytime I kind of pass through, we usually chat about Southern Miss. So today I actually talked to him and kind of uh, let him know about the podcast and told him about it. And he said, man, I'm definitely going to check it out. And so uh, hopefully he gets to listen, uh, listen to the end. So I'll have to give him a heads up on that. So uh, he did say he definitely wanted to come down some baseball games. And AI even encouraged him to hit a basketball game or two up. So, Hopefully we see him in the roost uh, this season. Uh, so sure. Brett, good guy. And uh, so good to see him today and have a chat with him at work. And uh, also I wanted to give a shout out to Trey uh, Sutton. So obviously I know he's been on a couple of times, baseball season coming up, but uh, I got to see him at Reed Green on Saturday and had a son with him. And uh, you know, Trey and I were at Southern Miss at the same time. And uh, he was in that OG uh, Looney's group. And so kind of crazy that we both have kids now, uh, thinking about how crazy we were in, uh, Reed green, uh, during the Larry's Looney's days, but, uh, excited about, uh, you know, I know he's getting ready for some West Jones baseball and, uh, kind of working his tail off for that and getting those guys ready. Uh, and, you know, as we kind of near baseball season, uh, may have to have him on again, but, uh, so, Shout out to Trey. And I think that's it, it for me. You know, I'm sending uh, – I'm going to send my son Jack over to West Jones Baseball Camps coming up next weekend, I think. Oh, that's awesome. I think it's next weekend. We'll get some more info on that. I'm pretty sure it's February 4th. Is that next weekend? Anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, Trey's the best. Um, another one of those golden eagles that, you know, could walk around a lot more uh, – cocky than he does you know i think he's almost kind of embarrassed when i call him the hip king i'd be walking around with a damn crown on my head if i was him but anyway um <laughs> at least a t-shirt you know yeah hit king right here hit king four years <laughs> I, I could no be a t-shirt COVID year. maybe maybe that's the next no COVID yeah. year. love it <laughs> put that on the back yeah an asterisk um, like no covid year included that's, that's great that's really awesome. good stuff um so i'll give a shout out to um Southern Miss stats and info once again. Yep. Um, just keep it coming, man. That that's it's incredible. I should have probably read everything you said, but you know, um, I think we went a little long anyway. So I got a lot of it in there, and thank you so very much. And I want to give a shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Parker. Um, so th- these guys, Joe and his wife, uh, they used to sit, Joe and Teresa. They used to sit in section G. Mm-hmm. Um, I say they sat in our section, but we sat in their section because they had the same seats uh, for like, holy smokes, did you hear that thunder? I did hear The it, weather actually. is here. Um, so my house is shaking. Up. Yeah, I started talking about Joe and Teresa and just the world ends. But anyway, um, so, so so they sat in our seats and they've just gotten to the point to where they probably just don't need to walk down that many stairs all the way to the bottom. Um, right. 
So, so, but I found out that, that they are still there. They're sitting in the top row now, a couple sections over. So, um, you know, they've been, man, they've seen everything. I think I've seen a lot of basketball games. They've seen more. Um, so I want to give a shout out to them. And, and my dad came down, my dad came down to a game and, yeah, and brought man, a buddy of his, David you. Ferris. Yeah. Uh, so David came down, David actually was a Mississippi state grad, played basketball there way back when. Um, but wanted to come down, man. Wanted to watch what Ladner's got going on. Very complimentary of everything. And uh, so it was cool for him to come by. And there's another guy, and I forgot his name. So I can't give him a shout-out. But anyway, um, those are the shout-outs. And apparently I'm about to go like get the whole family into the centrally located bathroom now because the weather is here. Um, so, yay. Wonderful. Um, guys, thanks for listening in today. Whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J. Bailey and Patrick at P. Lowry. Follow us all on social at, at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. <laughs>
all you teams with famous names will see we're number one. Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 